All right, I have on the line with me here Daniel Mancine of Mancine Outdoors. Daniel, thanks for coming to the show again once again today. No problem. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, I know the season's kind of winding down, coming to an end. I know yours ends on this coming Sunday. Uh, what do you recommend guys do in the off season to stay sharp and get ready for next season? Shoot, 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 and shoot, man. Cause I'll tell you what, uh, it took me a little, little while to get back into the speed of these, how these, how these ducks fly, uh, and getting my shooting down. So if you could get out to your, to your local range and get some trap shooting in and get some real good cross flying in on those ski, uh, shoot, 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 and shoot. And what I also, I like to do is, uh, I like to piss off everybody around me while I'm driving because I got my duck calls going. I got the windows down, bah, 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 and they're all staring at me like I'm a weirdo, but hey, I'm ready. <laughs> so call and shoot, call and shoot, call and shoot. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, that's one thing we haven't really highlighted is the importance of, of going out to the local range and, and doing some trap and skeet shooting just to stay sharp. I know uh, it's very, it's actually pretty amazing how quickly it does go away and how long it can take you to get back if you're not doing a little bit of activity. It's not you have to go every day, but it is important to to get out and keep your eyes sharp, keep your keep your gun sharp. Uh, remind yourself of the getting back to basics, right? The mechanics of it and, and, and keeping those mechanics that way. So when the season does start up, right, you've kind of got that muscle memory still built in and, uh, you don't forget it and just keep drilling it into your brain. So, you know, it's, it, it's really, 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 really important. Yes, sir. What would you say to, what would you say to some of our, our listeners, uh, to inspire them that maybe had a rough year? You know, it, it's been a rough year everywhere. For for example, you know, we have a real big flyway here that comes down through Savi Island in North in uh, in Oregon, and it produces you know tens of thousands of ducks every season. And this was one of the worst seasons we've had in in 15 years. Um, but it's not the worst season we had, you know. And then looking back at at historical numbers, um, we every year that we've had one of our quote unquote worst seasons, the next season is 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 typically our best. So. Um, just keep your head up. You know, it was a warm winter. It happens from time to time. Um, it, it's it's all name of the game, man. Um, don't worry about it. Just practice. Get ready for next season. It's all fun. And maybe team up with somebody that has a little bit more experience and maybe had a little bit more luck and maybe pick some pick some uh, pick some people's brains a little bit and see what they did different than you did. You know, maybe you weren't maybe you weren't in there in the right spot at the right time or doing the right things. You know, it's all about talking and communicating as well. Exactly. Well, I want to welcome everybody to the show. Again, Eric Wilkes here with Duck Hunting Fanatics. We appreciate you being here and listening in. I have with me Daniel Mancine of Mancine Outdoors. Daniel, what have you seen uh, this past couple of weeks up in the Pacific Northwest? The most dang ducks I've seen all season. I'll tell you that right now. Um, a lot of movement. It doesn't matter if the sun's shining, rain, wind, snow. We We have a lot of ducks that just came down our way. Um, and, you know, we go back to our first episode where you asked me, you know, what's one thing you wish you could have in the season? And, you know, I said, uh, pigtail women, well, I'll change my mind right now and go with you and say, I wish I had another week or two on this season because it's going to be good now. <laughs> <laughs> and that always seems to be how it works out in a lot of areas, right? It's always that, that, uh, the, the tail end of the season. And it seems like, you know, depending on the weather, of course, 
Um, but no matter what, it always seems like, oh my gosh, I'm uh, suddenly I'm seeing a whole lot more ducks and, you know, I only got a few days left yeah. to hunt and here they all come. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's why, that's why, you know, it's what keeps us coming back to, right. You know, if we got exactly. our limit every time we went out, you know, and, 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 uh, eventually we would get bored of it, right. There'd be no challenge to it. And, you know, without a challenge, it would lead to boredom and, you know, then obviously you, you'd quit and go find something else to do. So we don't want that either. So, nope. um, well, looking back at this season, what's been your favorite moment so far? I got my daughter out on her first duck hunt a few weeks ago and um, just watched, just seeing her eyes light up when she saw the ducks working and coming in and seeing how it all it's put together because we've talked about it several times like this is what we do this is what the decoys are meant for and this is the way we shoot this and that and when she saw it all put together her eyes lit up and she was hooked boom instantly and she just can't wait to get back out there you know um that was that was a highlight for me um and another highlight to add to that is um you know my dad very skeptical of duck hunting he got to go duck hunting once when he was a teenager back in the 70s and his blind was a a 55-gallon drum full of water, and he hated it, you know, and uh, he said he'd never do it again, and now he's out there hunting, you know, when I'm at work, he's going out now, you know, and that's another highlight is getting to hunt with my dad and a lot of family quality time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome, and there's nothing like, you know, a young person's eyes lighting up and introducing them to to, to a new sport and a new challenge, and then watching them experience the outdoors for everything that it's worth and so that that's really awesome and especially if you get to do it with family you know your daughter your dad and that just makes it all the more fun uh, when you get to have those experiences with people that are close to you especially with loved ones and so you know i appreciate you sharing that we've had a couple of those stories and i'm excited for this weekend because my my business partner and the other co-founder of duck hunting fanatics eric mcmillan is actually going down with one of our other guides kyle who we've had on the show numerous times and his his partner Timbo and uh, he's taking his son with him so you know it, it, there's an opportunity there sure. for him to you know get his first duck and so I, I'm super excited to hear the feedback I just love I get chills you know just thinking about it and hearing about it when I hear of a, of a of a new young person getting to experience their first duck hunt and so it's awesome that you've had that experience with your daughter. And I look forward to the day that, you know, I get to share that with, with my son and my daughter. You know, he's only, my son's only three. He's going to be four in April. So he's got a little while before I'm able to, to get him out on the, on the water and, and get him out yeah. and, and do some hunting. But, uh, I, I, I very much look forward to cherishing that day and cherishing those moments uh, as much as anyone else would with their family or their kid. Yes, um, sir. You know, now I know you don't hunt with dogs, but you own dogs. Uh, and I know you're looking to get a hunting dog. Do you have a preference on breed that you're looking for yet? You know, I've got, I've got a few in mind. Um, cause we don't have extreme climate over here. Um, so a German short hair pointer, um, a lab. A chocolate lab, you know, I love those dogs or a Brocco Italiano is, is, is the, those are my three picks right now that I'm, I'm really looking into just based off of, of, uh, of durability wise. Um, those tend to be very strong sporting dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got stamina. They just have stamina like no other, you know, my dog, I, I have a German short hair and, 
uh, if we're doing upland hunting, I mean, that dog can run for four to six hours straight, non-stop. Yeah. And, and I know we had the opportunity, I've taken him out quite a bit this year, but I, I remember one really hot day back in October. I mean, you're talking like 70 degrees and this dog just, they just don't know when to quit. So, you know, I love the German short hair, but that largely depends on climate. I live in Wisconsin now when I first got him. Uh, I lived in Arizona where it was, it was very hot. And so, um, but even then, uh, I wouldn't question him. You know, I take him out in the cold all the time, right? I've taken him, I take him out in the snow, um, you know, and he'll, he'll go same thing. He'll go in extreme cold temperatures for four to six hours. As long as they're moving, uh, and can keep their body yeah. heat up, you know, I, I would recommend a German short hair, especially for, you know, where you're at in a, in a, mild climate but i'm biased right you got to make your own decision labs are great dogs too i had labs growing up as a kid uh and they are some of the most loyal dogs as well and they have stamina that can go so i i don't think regardless of what direction you go which of the three you pick um i don't think you're gonna you know there's there's no mistakes it's really just figuring out what's going to fit for you and work for you and work for your family yes sir but i also know that you own dogs right you have dogs so uh, we're kind of moving into yeah. this this whole series, and in fact, we just did a, a session upcoming, um, a podcast with a veterinarian where we talked all about dog food, and so I'm excited to release that. Um, but I always like to ask, you know, some of our people who own dogs, um, and especially you who's, you know, out and about, uh, what do you look for in a good dog food? Well, I, I look for a lot of dog foods that are that are grain free, um, mainly because my uh, one of my dogs he, he's allergic to corn and, and stuff like that. So um, what what the ingredients are very important. I always look at the first ingredient too. If it's a if it's some kind of chemically enhanced, you know, like oh, bleached flour, enriched flour is the first ingredient. You know, I don't want to like stuff like that. Um, as long as it's a whole meat product uh as the as the first couple ingredients that's what i really look for something more health beneficial um a lot of omegas um i i use i use uh, blue buffalo a lot um they, they tend to respond better to that and i also run um i have a i have them all on a uh, on a nutritional supplement too i have this powder it's a sport dog powder mm-hmm. um because yeah, they both like two of my bigger dogs my st bernard and my uh my American Bulldog, they, they're they're older, so they're starting to develop some hip problems. And I'll tell you what, this this powder that I got them on, man, makes a huge difference um, on whether or not they're going to have a bad day or a good day. So, sure, sure, yeah, and and you know, I appreciate yeah, I appreciate you responding to that. You know, we've had uh, we actually had a lot of questions around grain free food, and it was one of the questions we asked our veterinarian on one of our upcoming uh, upcoming episodes. So I'll look forward to hearing his response too on you know, the bene- the additional benefits of it from a, a more scientific level, if you will, and uh, uh, look forward to getting that episode out. So, you know, that said, that kind of con- that concludes today's call, but uh, we appreciate you being here. Daniel, tell everybody, tell all of our listeners how they get in contact with you or how they can reach out to you if they if they have questions or need support. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram at mancineoutdoors, or you can shoot me an email, mancine.daniel at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to be working, um, out in the fields, um, out in the country all, 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 all the off season, getting ready. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of cleanups this spring out here in the Pacific Northwest, getting groups together to go clean up our hunting areas and, and make sure that we uh, do the best we can to preserve our land. So if you want to get involved in that, just, just reach out to me. 
Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for listening in. This is another episode of Knee Deep in the Duck Blind with Duck, with duck Hunting Fanatics. We appreciate you listening, and we'll look forward to, to putting out another episode.